Hi everyone, welcome back. Investors actively timing the market are not just potentially missing out on the expected return of the market. They are stressed out. Worrying about how the news alert they just received will impact their long-term financial health and whether they can do anything about it. I don't blame people for this. The financial service industry has not done a good enough job educating investors that the best approach for the long-term financial well-being is to make a plan, implement, and stick with it. Which is why you may need an advisor more than ever to help keep you from jumping from one thing to another. At Zen Financial, our approach is to get you out of the game of worrying and guessing by having a plan that can provide peace of mind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for your time. Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, February 13th. Last week in economic activity, only one metric that was released, kind of important, uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. That came in a little bit better than expected. It came in at 66.4 versus 65, which was the consensus. Um, it's not an all-time high by any means, but the good point here is it is the highest that we've seen in the last 13 months. So consumer confidence continuing to rise, that's a good thing. Let's take a look at the rest of the economic things that we really focus on here uh, every week at, at Zeng Financial. Uh, economic activity, Federal Reserve, which is closely related to inflation expectations, and S&P earnings um, expectations. So last week, the expectations for economic growth in the U.S. actually went up. Now, we follow the Atlanta Federal Reserve, FedNow. They often make weekly changes to their expectation for the current quarter. Um, in this case, they actually made two changes last week but they took their expectation up for first quarter 2023 um, GDP expectations. They took that up from 0.7% growth. That was their expectation less than two weeks ago. They took that up to 2.2% growth. So that is a huge increase. And I think probably surprised some people. Uh, economists are definitely well below that. In fact, most economists expect negative U.S. GDP growth in the first quarter, but Atlanta Federal Reserve now is expecting 2.2% increase in the first quarter. So along with that related, obviously, uh, inflation expectations went up modestly last week. We always uh, follow the 10-year break-even, 10-year U.S. Treasury minus 10-year tips. That went up a little bit. It had been 2.22 the week before, went up 10 basis points, 11 basis points, to 2.33 last week. So with that, the uh, expectation of higher uh, economic growth and inflation a little bit higher, uh, the expectations for Fed fund increases actually went up as well. So the next Fed meeting, as we mentioned, is March 23rd and the probability of a 50 basis point increase. Um, everyone had expected just a week ago it's pretty much locked in, only a 25 basis point increase, and it's still pretty much there. However, the probability of a 50 basis point increase rose from 3.3% the week before to 9.2% last week. So still likely 25 basis points, but increasing risk of a higher increase. 
Now, let's take a look at for the full year, um, those expectations have definitely gone up. So the probability of an additional 50 basis points, half a percent from where we're at right now. And right now we're at 4.5% to 4.75. So the chances of an additional 50 basis points from now to the end of the year, the probability had been 3.5% probability one month ago. Last week, that rose to about 32%. So expectations for the Fed tightening further uh, definitely increased last week. Um, last point here, uh, S&P earnings last week, we had a number of companies report. I think the week before we were at roughly 250 or half of had reported. Uh, now we're at almost 70%. Um, out of those that have reported so far, 69% have beat consensus EPS estimates. That sounds great again, but the 10-year average is 73%. So corporate earnings definitely taking a bit of a hit here. Um, we expected it, but the uh, expectations actually improved last week. So the consensus for the fourth quarter, full fourth quarter for U.S. S&P 500 earnings growth had been a negative 5.6%. That's improved to a negative 4.9%. Uh, the full year 2023 expectation now is for an increase in S&P earnings of 2.5%. That is very back and loaded, of course. Expectation of uh, a decrease in the first quarter, decrease in the second quarter, increase in the third quarter, and a much larger increase in the fourth quarter of 10.1%. So let me just recap last week what happened, and then we'll talk about how the markets responded to it. So um, higher expectation for first quarter 2023 U.S. GDP growth, a higher probability uh, of the Fed increase based on slightly higher uh, inflation expectations and modestly higher S&P earnings expectations. So how that resulted in the market, the result in the market was both equity and fixed income, domestic and international, all down last week. So a fairly negative week. S&P 500 last week was down 1.1%. Uh, U.S. growth, which has led year-to-date, uh, gave up some of their gains. Last week, U.S. growth was down 2.7%. Value was down one1 And small cap also, which has led large cap year-to-date, continues to, but gave up some of their relative gains. Small cap down 3.3%. Large cap down 1%. International last week was slightly down more than the U.S. Again, the S&P 500, domestic proxy for equities, down 1.1%. The international index we use, MSCI, Owl World, XUS, was down 1.5%. Lastly, in terms of returns, I mentioned inflation expectations and Fed rate increase expectations going up. Uh, as a result, uh, bond yields went up last week. Uh, the two-year U.S. Treasury was up 22 basis points. The 10-year was up 21 basis points. So it resulted in a pretty tough week in the bond market. The Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index that we always cite was down 1.4% last week. So this week, in terms of economic data that's being released, last week was really light. This week is pretty heavy. So this week... Uh, we've got two major inflation metrics that come out, CPI, CPI core, and uh, producer price index, PPI. Uh, we'll have consumer spending data in the form of retail sales. And also we're going to have housing updates on housing starts and building permits. So 
starting off tomorrow, Tuesday, January CPI and CPI core. Uh, the CPI is expected to come in year over year, positive 6.2%. Last month, the end of December, that was 6.5%. So if it does come in 6.2 or below the 6.5, that will mark the seventh consecutive drop in inflation measured by CPI. CPI core also expected to come in better than we saw in December, expected to come in at 5.5% year over year versus 5.7% in December. That would mark the fourth consecutive drop in CPI core. Now Wednesday, we have the retail sales that I mentioned. Now, retail sales last two months, very negative. Uh, two months ago, so that would be November, was a negative 1%. December, negative 1.1%. Uh, we already talked about U.S. GDP expectations going up. Well, the expectation for retail sales in January was that we came in at a positive 1.7%. And again, the prior month, December, negative 1.1%. Uh, the U.S. retail sales ex-auto, so that auto moves around a little more, so they take that out. Uh, also expected to be up for January, a positive 0.8%. That number for December was negative 1.1%. Thursday, we'll get some housing data, January U.S. housing starts. We mentioned here that uh, of all the sectors uh, from last year through now uh, that have been hit the hardest by the Fed rate increases in the housing market for sure, all the economic metrics for housing down considerably year over year. So we're going to get housing start data on Thursday. The expectation is 1,355,000. Uh, that would, again, be below the December number, 1.4 million. So that, if that happens, that'll be the fifth consecutive monthly drop. Also on Thursday, we'll get you building permits. Now, that's actually expected to be up just slightly from December at 1.35 million. December was 1.33 million. So that would be the first uptick in eight months or so. Uh, but... It is down considerably from the highs of 2022. In fact, looking at March last year was nearly 1.9 million. So the expectation again for January, 1.35 million in terms of uh, U.S. housing starts. Now, lastly is the producer price index uh, coming out on Thursday. In the core also, we just focus on the PPI standard. That is expected to come in at a positive 5.4% year over year. A big drop from December, which was a positive 6.2% increase. And if so, that will mark the seventh consecutive drop in the PPI index. So that's it for economic data from last week. Uh, the market last week and expectations are new data coming out this week. Thank you very much for attending. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Thank you.